You're listening to the e-commerce marketing show presented by Privy. Hey, what's up, everybody? This episode of the e-commerce marketing show is a recording from a masterclass we did, me, Dave, hey, with Kelly Vaughn. She runs a company called The Tap Room, and they basically help you sell more on Shopify, period. And so we had her come on and we did a teardown. We had over 100 people submit their Shopify stores. We obviously couldn't get to 100 of them within an hour. So I literally was pulling up stores and Kelly was tearing them down, talking about design, uh, product pages, calls to action, social proof, reviews, everything you need to be doing on your site to make it great, and why the goal of your store should be the goal, the goal of your homepage is basically to get people to get uh, to add stuff to their cart. Like that, that's simple. Her advice was super simple, tactical, really powerful, and everybody voted this one a plus, the best session that we've done. So we wanted to put the audio here. We'll have the video to go with it later. Uh, but we didn't just talk about Shopify stores uh, on page. She actually was answering everyone's questions. People were like, "Kelly, what is the best Shopify theme?" And she's like, "Here are my four favorite Shopify themes." Two of them are free, two of them are paid. It was amazing. If you have a Shopify store, you got to listen. Check it out. Here's me and Kelly. See ya. Okay, Jamie from London, Chris in San Diego, Lovella in Michigan, Dave's in Delaware, Olivia's in Virginia, Jamie's in London. Love it. Okay, so everybody can hear us okay. So while we, while we say what's up to everybody, Kelly, give me some, give me some background on you. I've, I've, I've heard a lot about you. This is the first time we've actually talked, but I, I yeah. wanted to What's your, what's your story? Who are you? And what are you going to bring to the table today? Yeah. So I am the CEO and founder of The Tap Room. We're a Shopify Plus agency specializing in high growth businesses. So we spend most of our time working with merchants who are in the 2 to $20 million range. Um, I'm a developer. I've been coding since I was 11. I am not really doing so much of the development work now because it's hard to build websites and run a business at the same time. Imagine that. Uh, but yeah, so I've been in the Shopify space since 2014. focus on Shopify since 2015. So I spend my life in e-commerce now. Why for somebody out there, like if you're, if you're a newer business, why, what, what is it about Shopify that, that you focus, that, that you love? And like, if I was starting a, a business, why would you recommend me to use Shopify? The, the user interface as a merchant is so incredibly easy to use and the support is second to none when you do have, actually run into issues, not only with their documentation, but just chatting with somebody to get some help as well. And everybody's busy, busy, a busy entrepreneur doesn't want to have to deal with all that. Okay. So sure. you can see, everybody can see my screen now. So this is, this is Kelly on Twitter, K-V-L-L-Y. This is me on Twitter. You should take a screenshot during this, tweet it out, let people know. Um, but, but basically, our, our quick agenda today is pretty simple. We had, so here's the hard part. We had over 100 submissions of stores and Kelly and I got to go at, at two o'clock where, 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 where I am at least. I don't know where you are. Uh, what, what time is it? Who knows? Atlanta time zone. Is Atlanta is Eastern as well. All right. You never know. Um, <laughs> And, and so, so we're going we're gonna to get to as many of these as we can, but I promise that we will do more of this in the future. We will do a part two. And so even, and by the way, I, I know I have seen Kelly's stuff though. And I know that even if we don't, like, even if she doesn't tear down and give your website a review, 
my guess is that all of her things are kind of rooted in some principles of e-commerce and Shopify. And, and you should be taking notes anyway, because I think those things are going to be applied. And the only shortcut that I've found in marketing is literally copying what the best people are doing and then making my version of it. And so that, that's what like the seed that I want to kind of plant to get started. So are we good, Kelly? Sure. You want to do this? Yeah, let's do this. All right. So I'm going to actually just pull these. I'm going to, I'm going to pull these up. So the first one we got right here is upper notch club. Okay. Okay. And you haven't seen these. I have not seen these. Okay. So I'll basically be like the MC and navigate. And then you, uh, you can kind of like, you know, tell me where you want me to go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So first off, Love that they're, they're, that header is up there, um, especially right now during COVID. It's really important to make sure your customers know, are you currently shipping? So having that information ready to, ready to go, super available, is really helpful. Um, you see those three sections, the afterpay and lay-by available and so on. Those are good uh, trust-building factors. So I definitely recommend that. Um, you see the unique gifts, that, that headline there. One thing I noticed that a lot of merchants forget to do on their homepage is add copy. So focused on adding your products, adding a hero image, whatever it might be that you forget about the content. If I am visiting your website for the first time and I come across your homepage, I should figure out who you are by reading something on your homepage. So, so spend a little time writing two, three sentences even. It doesn't have to be super long. Uh, writing out some kind of introductory text so people who are visiting your site for the first time can figure out who you are. Can you hover over some of these? What's the the best, like, what's the best kind of, do you you have a formula for like, for your tagline or or how do you explain your business? I think it's different for every merchant. So I don't really do uh, any kind of formula per se, because it should very much match your brand's language as well. So the way you communicate across on social media, email, your website should all be the same. So treating that same kind of, that same content is is key. Just make sure people know who you are, what you're selling, and what makes you different from their from your competition. I think, and especially like every industry is going to be a commodity, and so like I think if you have an opportunity to t- to tell your story, like people want to buy from people. I want to know who's the founder of Upper Notch Club. Why did they start this business? Is there some cause that like you know m- means something, or was it you know is there some personal story? Like I think that that might be the best opportunity as a, as a brand. Like people want to buy from people. How can you show your authentic story and make that a part of the reason why why people should buy from you? Absolutely. And I also see a lot of businesses, small businesses in, in particular, fall into the trap of trying to make themselves seem bigger than they are. And the fact that you are a small business is a selling point for you. People love supporting small business. So really tell the founder's story. As you said, tell, tell why, why you started this company or why the group of you started this company, whatever it might be. When you can't find any information on the website about who is actually behind the company, it, it kind of reduces that trust because you're like, who am I actually buying from? I don't know. All right. Where did you want me to go? All right. Stop here. Okay. So can you hover over? Is that actually text on the image or I think it's, it's the image itself? Yeah. Okay. So one thing to note when you're adding text on images, if we were to look at this website on a mobile device, that text, that fun fashion and toys for a rainy day, really, really, really tiny. I don't recommend having text directly on images, or if you're going to do that, create an alternate mobile version of the image so the text is big enough to read on a mobile device. Do you, 
One thing that gets me frustrated is like still seeing stats about mobile traffic. And it's like, do, do we need, do we really need to make the case for, for mobile? Like that, that's all, that's how we all sit. Like, do you need a stat? Like we're all sitting on the couch, just like scrolling on their phone. Do you tell the companies that you work with, like, are you thinking mobile first? Yes. So, and that's, that's the problem because we tend to run our businesses from a computer, from a laptop, from a large monitor, but our customers are looking at your site on their mobile phone. When is the last time you looked at your own website on a mobile device? Chances are it may have, it may have been a while. So taking some time to actually analyze your site from a customer's perspective, you'll find a lot of holes in the buyer's journey that needs to be, that need to be fixed. Yeah. I was trying to pull it up on, on my phone as we go. Okay. Um, what do you think, what do you think about the, like the, the just overall design and, and brand and the, and the photos? Yeah. The photography is great. I love the, the font choices as well. I think the, the brand colors is definitely a theme here. And I, I really like that. I haven't, I've been on this site and I haven't had any like pop-ups or nothing greeting me for first time visitor. I, this is the first time I've ever gone to the site. Like, should there be something there for that? Like to try to get my email? So mixed uh, opinions here. I like newsletter pop-ups as long as it's not targeted to you immediately when you get on the site. I think I just posted on Twitter, like imagine going into a store, like a brick and mortar location, you walk in and somebody just jumps right in front of you being like, sign up for my email list. That's what your site looks like when you immediately show that pop-up. Give people a chance to figure out who you are as a brand before try to push them to sign up for your newsletter. I like it. Anything else we should hit on this? Oh, I, I like... I like this though, that like from a social proof perspective, Absolutely. like if you have, you know, you mentioned like a lot of small companies want to seem big, but to me, this is an example of just like, oh wow, these are clearly all, you know, blogs and publications that they've been featured in. This makes me feel a little bit better about buying from them. Exactly. Um, one thing to note as well, when you're looking at this on a mobile device, these things might show up really tiny and they might not be readable. Again, I don't have the mobile site right in front of me. Um, I guess I could technically pull it up, but while we're here. Yeah, I actually just went to this site and got a, a you probably know what this is, a, a 520 error. Web server is returning an unknown error. So, Did you type in the URL correctly? Uppernotchclub.com, yeah. Well, a 520 error is, it's not you, it's me. So maybe refresh and fix it. That's, that's, a, that's a server site issue, not a... You're oh, not allowed back. to access the site. Boom. There you go. Okay, I'm looking at it on mobile. Yeah, every, everything, everything you said about mobile is true. So, okay, that's good advice. Uh, let's, let's, hit up, let, let's go to another one, just because we could probably okay. spend forever on, on <laughs> sites. Uh, yeah. You know, nitpicking every little detail. But um, hold on. Before we go on, let's give this a grade. I don't know how you're going to grade it. Come up, uh, let, let's grade it A through F. How are we doing? Okay. Um, ooh. Uh, let's give it a B. The, the, the general flow of it is really great. I'm familiar with the theme that's being used here. It's a good theme. Great on desktop. Right. Needs some improvement on mobile. Okay. Kelly says B. So I'm, I'm in chat right now. If you disagree, put your, put your grade, put, is your, put your personal grade for Upper Notch Club in, in chat right now. I want to see, is Kelly spot on with B? Um, I, I like that. I like a B. I don't know. This is, you did anchor everybody on B though. So let's see. I know a little <laughs> bit of bias there. Okay, I also plus. will be completely transparent and that I don't like giving people bad grades. So <laughs> it's good that I'm not a teacher. Okay. 
I, I'll, I'll take that part. Um, you, don't have, you can be the nice, you can be the nice one. Okay. Perfect. Upper Notch Club, uh, shout out to you. Now that you know how to vote, we can do this again. A C, Tamor coming in with the C. There we go. Okay. <laughs> somebody uh, has to drop the average. Somebody's got it. All right. Now uh, we are on sweetgrassdairy.com. And, and by the way, this is going to go on our podcast later. So if you're listening, it's sweetgrassdairy.com. Uh, all right, let's let's go and get some cheese, curbside cheese pickup. What what's your okay. initial reaction? My initial reaction is I did not know this was a company, and I will drive the four hours it takes me to get to Thomasville to pick up some cheese. <laughs> now that we've got that out of the way, first thing I see is this header is very large. It's I love that there's just like this cow right in my face. By the way, um, definitely not going to cross over for most brands. It's kind of weird to put a picture of a cow on your website, but it, but it makes sense in this uh, oh. in this case. You want to know where you want to know where the cheese came from. That is actually where. That is from this lovely cow. Uh, their navigation menu is a little overwhelming. The not only the spacing between the letters themselves, but the number of links on it makes it look like what's one long line of text. You have things like policy and FAQs. They do not need to go in your header. Uh, press does not need to go in your header. Those are really great footer links to move down. Um, you want to, you don't want to overwhelm your customers with the number of links that are on your website because they won't know where to go first. So keep it narrowed down to direct people. Your goal is to get them to add things to the cart. So make it as easy as possible. Reduce the number of distractions. I love that. That's a quote. Somebody should tweet that quote, right? Like at KVLLY, the goal of your website is to get somebody to add something to your cart. That is the goal of an e-commerce website, right? Like you want somebody to walk into your store and actually try to leave with something. Exactly. Um, What's interesting is while you were said that, I scrolled all the way down to the footer. There's nothing really there. Like you'd think that you could almost take, you know, 80% of what's in this kind of header, pop it down to the footer and then simplify what's in the header, right? Exactly, yeah. And also one note to add links to the footer don't forget to add links to shop in the footer as well. It's not just your informational pages. If I scroll all the way down to the page, especially on mobile, I should be able to, again, get quickly to a product page without having to scroll all the way back to the top of the site. Love it. Sometimes during these, I like to take notes because I like to steal them for things later. So I'm just (laughs) writing down your quote uh, about add to cart. So it's great. Awesome. Um, I'm really glad you remember it. What else do you see? Again, photography here is phenomenal. I think that's a, that's a really big selling point here. Um, people look for nice... Oh, here's this, a good section. We were talking oh, about, we wanted to know who runs the company, who's behind yeah, it. This is what we're looking for. I clicked, on, I clicked on that. There's a picture. Let's see if I can pull that up again. Let me reload this. So it said, it said meet, the, meet the Lees. This must be the family that owns this business. Uh, here we go. Our story, meet the Littles. So then littles, you go, cool. Okay. Yeah, I want to meet the Littles. They look like nice people. Well, that's fun. Nice little story there. I'd be interested in seeing how it works on mobile. I think I'm going to be asking that question a lot. <laughs> that's good. Even if you do that, that that's, that's the advice. These, this pic, these pictures look great. They're phenomenal. Yeah, these are really good. Still no email though. No email from, from no email. this website either. Don't you it's think so like- funny. I always see like most websites that I'm doing these teardowns for, I'm immediately like there's some kind of pop-up, whether it's an email pop-up or a spindle wheel thing, which I could literally spend an hour talking about how much I hate them. Um, not going to do that, but we're two, we're two for two with not being overwhelming. 
That's good. Okay, good, good. That, that, that's going to at least get you a C in Kelly's book, I bet. <laughs> the, other thing, the other thing that I think is great about this story is like once you have this story written down, like this story that's on your website, this is kind of the copy for like your welcome email series and your post-purchase follow-up. Like you don't have to create 15 different stories. It's like, who are you? Why do you exist? What do you do? That copy can be used for your website and your emails and in social and ads and in everything that you do. Exactly. And I think that's important to note with photography as well. That's why when you do a photo shoot, you're taking multiple pictures of the same thing, even if it's just slightly changed. You're re- you should re- use you should be reusing this content as much as you can. Yeah. Your okay, content so is not a one-time use. True. Especially if you're gonna you have to spend time or money to go get it. Um, Absolutely. Okay, so so this this line that you said is standing out to me. Like the goal of your website is to add something to cart. I actually, without clicking through to one of these product pages, there's, I actually can't, I don't think I can buy anything off of the homepage. Um, would you change I don't think that? there's any product feature. Yeah. If you can like feature your, your best sellers, um, if you have like a one, like a one or two product store, have them on the homepage. Again, this is considered as a landing page. If nobody, if they don't visit any other page on your website, they should be able to get everything they need from one page. Like, what's the best practice? Like, do you have to have all of your products on that website? Could you just have two or three like bestsellers? And then from there you click, hey, these are what people buy the most. And then from there you might drill down into like the actual product page. What's the, what's the right, uh, what's the best practice for like how many products on your homepage? Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Don't put all of your products on the homepage. It really depends on the type of business you are. If you're a business that is consistently cycling through products and your customers are very quick to jump on what's new, a new arrival section is going to be really great for you. If you are the type of merchant who is selling the same thing, new arrivals is not going to be of any use. So switch it out for bestsellers. Maybe do four products tops. Don't overwhelm your customers with options right from the start. Do you have any do you have any data around like what percentage of products get bought on the homepage versus other pages? Do you, or even roughly do you know? I don't know. That's a really good question. Okay. I just made that it. That is up. something I want to track. <laughs> um, okay. What else? Should we move on to the next site? Yeah. On our next site, let's look at a product page. Okay. All right, so so up to now we we've talked about home pages. Oh, we didn't grade that one. We did got to grade it. Oh. All right, everybody, put your grades in. Hold on, Kelly. This time I want you to everybody put your grades in now. Kelly's not going to anchor you. Go, go, go. What's your grade, Kelly? B minus. There's Ooh. a lot of creativity here, but I worry about the mobile experience more than yeah. anything on this site. There are some comments in chat. So so somebody must have pulled it up on mobile. Not not great on mobile. Um, all right, this is good. We've seen some, you know, Kelly, Kelly has gone down in her ranking. So this is important. We're starting to see. Kelly is going to say B. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to, no, you said B minus. So that's okay. This is great. Uh, Just wanted to throw you off. There's some, there's some D's in here. There's an A plus, there's a B minus, but the fo- I think that is true. Someone said gone in 60 blinks said B minus as well. The photography is amazing. So that is, that is yeah. a strength. I think just before we move on, that section with the newsletter sign up. Oh, oh look, we have a pop up. Let me go. Back. Um, okay. Where's the news at the bottom? All the way down. Yes. Yeah. This is, I guarantee this does not pass accessibility tests. This is know. very hard to read. It's almost like they don't want people's emails. 
please don't give us your email. It feels like one of those capture things where you're like, these is five images of a car and you can't really tell. That's exactly it. All right, let's go to uh, the other one you pulled up. All right, here we are. Statement home. Boom, there we go. Let's get the party started. Join our email list for something statement worthy in your inbox. Uh, yeah, so I, I hear your feedback on this one because I've never been to the site before. I haven't even had a second to look at the website and I'm first wondering like, what even, what even does this company do? Exactly. I will say that I do like the copy they're using for the pop-up. Again, they, they customize the copy to match their brand's language. It's not just sign up for emails and deals and more. Something super generic. Yeah. All right. So if I get out of this, um, all right, they got your shipping bar, but you want to go to a product page on this. Yeah. About let's go to shop. Uh, I got to move my zoom thing first. Here we go. All right, here we go. Product page. This is a collection. Yeah. Interesting. Do you want, me to click, like, want me to go to Yeah, click through one of them. Okay. So first thing I see, this one does not have any variant options, but that's okay. We can work with it. Um, the description is below the Agicart form. That is good. Again, we're talking mobile here. If your description is above the Add to Cart form, your customers have to scroll a fair bit to actually reach the form to be able to add an item to the cart. Nice. All of the images on the left side are the same aspect ratio. This type of, like, this small enhancement makes a huge difference in just the user experience. People love that uniformity. Um, you're using Shop Pay. That's great. Uh, get, a, get a very quick, uh, quick add to cart checkout. Um, one thing to note about Shop Pay that I... I had a conversation, a conversation with somebody earlier. I know there are people who fear using these quick checkout buttons because it's going to drop their average order value. I wouldn't worry about that because you're capturing the impulse buyers by having a one-click checkout. That's, that seems kind of like a funny, funny fear. Uh, like, w- would you rather have somebody buy something or nothing? Exactly. <laughs> and- and the potential that they might spend more where like get that first purchase in. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to leave the site. You could yeah. upsell, cross sell, whatever. Also that join our list thing in the top, right? I can't access cart and I can't access search. Oh, and yeah. Why not put that in the bottom left? That exactly. Would, yeah. It's very distracting in the top, right? Huh? Okay. Even, yeah, you can't even get it out of here. Yeah. And, so and I would, like, the notification would be there versus like the, the cart notification, right? You, you like, I just had this, I ordered something from Apple and I didn't really know if I bought it or not. So I went back to the site and I had that one in my cart. Now here it says it on the, uh, the email thing. <laughs> I have one notification on my email. Yeah. It's interesting. There's no, okay. there's no social proof here. No social proof whatsoever. Please add a product reviews app. Even if you don't have reviews yet, you have to give your customers the option to write a review. At this moment, there is nothing that's happening here. Um, this is a very, very basic product page. There's a lot of information you can, you can add to this. Tell me more about this product. I can see the dimensions of it. How are people using it? Um, 
how do I clean it? Just like random things like that. What are your, what, how are your customers actually using these products? You can include this information directly on, on the product page. Another thing that's missing, I don't know what your shipping options are. I have to add the item to the cart in or, and get, hit checkout probably in order to actually see. So there's free shipping on any order with code statement at the top, but I've scrolled down. I no longer see that. And that, that's not just like a COVID shipping delay thing. That's just an <laughs> overall like expectation setting. When am I going to yeah. get this? One of the major reasons that people have abandoned their cart is because they don't want to pay for shipping. And they don't, want, they don't necessarily even hit checkout because they don't know what they're going to have to pay for shipping until they actually hit that point. So a few things I recommend doing. Um, in this case, you do have the discount code for free shipping. That's great. But I would include it in a more visible area anywhere else on the page or make that promo bar stick to the top. Um, if you offer a tiered shipping, like a tiered threshold, so for your orders over $50 ship free, add in, instead of just that message, if I have something in my cart, say 30, add, add $38 worth of items to get free shipping, just keep that free shipping calculator always visible. Okay, you got two questions in chat that I want to give to you. And by the way, thanks for doing that. Keep, you can put them in chat. It's a little bit easier for me to track if you put them in the Q&A. So do it. And I'll try to feed Kelly these questions as we go through this. So this question is from Shannon. Um, should, you, should you have reviews even if your products are only one of a kind? So really cool thing about product reviews, especially some of these apps, like I know Judge Me does it, for example. If you have groups of products, even if they're one-off items, you can group those reviews under like an umbrella of items, essentially. So if I'm selling four different one-of-a-kind shirts, but they're all the same sort of kind of shirt that the review would apply, you can group those reviews in that case. If you're not selling items that, like, I would still collect reviews regardless. That's, that's basically the blanket statement there. If you're not going to show them on the product page, you also have testimonials for your homepage or lower down on the product page or for your social media or email, like you, you still want to collect those customer reviews one way or another. Couldn't, couldn't you just have like, even if it wasn't even about that product is like Kelly, Kelly's business was awesome. I got my order right away. Like just things like that would make you feel better. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, And then another question is, uh, do you have an app that you recommend for social proof? So my favorite reviews apps for social proof. I first off customer reviews is the number one source for social proof. I usually default to either judge me. It's judge.me. I like Okendo and I like Junip, J-U-N-I-P. Um, other things that you'll want to take into consideration, there are apps that allow customers to post on, on let's say Instagram uh, with your, with your product and use a certain hashtag. And you can use an app to pull in those images as well as like an Instagram feed for that particular product. I believe 460 does this. There are others, I'm sure. One time we did a, we did a masterclass like this and, and uh, the person who was on the other end wouldn't actually say any names of, of apps and people were really mad. So thank you for actually shouting I will out. give all the app names. Because people, people, people want help. Um, okay. Let, let, we'll, uh, we can get back to this one. Actually, let's answer this one. Do you have an app that you recommend to have the shipping bar stick? So this is actually something we tend to hard code into stores. So they're not having to pay for an app. Um, I believe there's like, I think it's like easy free shipping bar or something like that, or apparently privy will do it soon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't have any inside info there. I'm just, uh, I'm just the webinar. I'm just the host, but 
um, if I had to guess. That's good. Okay, what else do you want to do? Do you want to go a different site or, or stay on this one? Uh, let's, go, let's do another site. Okay. Oh, grade it. Grades. Get your grades in. People, people on the, the 104 of you right now on the, on, the, on the chat. Here we go. Before Kelly can give us her B, what do we got? <laughs> what if I give this one a C? Give it a C. All right. It works. There's nothing special about it. Make it special. Love it. Make it special. That, that to me is the coolest part about having an e-commerce brand is like, you're not, usually you got in business for some reason. You're passionate about this. You have some, I don't know what the story is. Like, let that, sh- I, I love copywriting. I love telling that story. And like, I, I just want to take this page and just like sprinkle, you know, funny little witty copy around, you know, and, and, and just add those elements to this. I, I think absolutely I think that's, that's a good assessment. I'm sure it works, but it could, it could definitely work even better. Yeah. Keep in mind, each of your product pages are a landing page on its own. If a customer shares a link to, like, if let's say I, I pasted this link to one of my friends saying, hey, check out this product. They're going to look at this website. They don't know anything about this brand. And they're not learning anything about this brand from this page either. So this is another opportunity to treat each of your product pages as individual landing pages as well. Not only what is this product, but who is selling this product and why should I buy from them? All of that needs to be on these pages. One more question before we move on to the next one, because it's related. Um, should testimonials be on the homepage or on a separate page itself? I love having maybe three to five testimonials on your homepage. Um, there are apps that include like the full testimonials page, like the reviews. Here are all of our store reviews. I wrote personally look at those pages. I'm sure there are people who definitely look at those pages for reviews. So it wouldn't hurt anything, but I would definitely include testimonials on the homepage. This is a good one. How do you prove that our web visit, how do we prove to our web visitors that the testimonials are true? So if you're using certain, uh, actually, I think if you're using any of the reviews apps, it'll say verified buyer if a customer purchased the item and then they left, they left a review. So they take care of that for you. Boom. A Most plus people, answer. honestly, though, are not questioning the reviews. Like, is this legit? Yeah. Um, I will also say people tend to trust products that don't have a perfect five-star rating with a lot of reviews. Well, yeah, if it's, it's like, like a 4.96. If you, go on, if you go on Yelp and the restaurant down the street has 15 reviews and they're all five stars, you're still kind of like, uh, I don't know. There's no way that that's real. Exactly. Yeah. So I, if all of these apps let you curate the reviews and choose which ones to publish. Don't be afraid to publish negative reviews as well. No business is perfect. All right, here we are, epicwaterfilters.com. All right. Free shipping on all orders. Awesome. That's a nice little trust building factor there because I don't have to worry about paying for shipping. Um, I always, I'm always curious, what are the, what's the returns policy as well? Um, it really varies from store to store how you want to handle this. I actually have been doing a lot of research specifically in the return space. Uh, whether you want to offer free returns through a certain portal, you want the customer to pay for the return, or I, don't, I think there's a third option there that I'm forgetting. But I, I'm always curious, what is your returns policy? Because that's if I, if I know I can return something for free, if it doesn't work out for me, I'm much more likely to place an order. How good is this image right here? Oh, that's I'm amazing. Thirsty. Yes. And interesting, can you, can you click on that? You can click on the button. Okay, it is a full, full clickable image. Oh, I know this theme too. Okay, that's the part, part about spending so much time in Shopify. You visit a website, you immediately know what theme they're using. 
<laughs> That's good. That's why you're an expert at doing teardowns. Okay, so <laughs> let this this product page has like so if you, if you compare the detail of this product page to the last one, it's like ten times more. It's detail. night and day difference, exactly. So first off, I love quite a few things about this. First off, they have this club: join and save twenty percent on this purchase and replacement filters. They're utilizing subscriptions as an upsell opportunity. If you can offer subscriptions for your business, I highly recommend doing it because it is hands-off recurring revenue. So take advantage of this. If you have a product like this case, uh, replaceable replacement filters, the filter has a finite lifespan, perfect opportunity for a, uh, a subscription. And how do you do that? Is it, is it easy to do through Shopify? I like using the recharge app for subscriptions. Uh, this kind of like, like sign up and save, uh, subscribe and save is a pretty quick integration uh, that's automatically done through recharge. So you don't have to lift any fingers to do it. Um, also that, that clean water club details text, uh, you see below outdoor water replacement filter. Yeah. So that kind of gives some more insight on how the, how the club works. Oh, this is, um, it's like a little tool tip. This is great. Exactly. So take a look at this product description compared to the previous one. There's so much information here. You can choose what you want to read. Here's the bold text up top. Here's the quick and dirty, this is what I need to know. If I want to learn more about the story behind the brand or the story behind the product itself, you have the entire story there. But this is great. Like, this is not just like, it's a, cause like, I think here, here's how an average marketer would, would do this page. It's a water bottle. You can drink water out of it on the go. And here's a filter, right? Yeah. Listen to this. Whether filling up at a public fountain with rainwater at a local creek or at a mud puddle in Bali, you can have peace of mind with our outdoor adventure filter that allows you to drink any fresh water source, no matter how polluted, right? Then they go into like from the 1970s about conservation, like this is probably the whole email series too. I have you, you instantly, if you care about the environment and whatever, right, you're going to have an emotional connection with this brand. By the time you get to reading all this, you're like, wow, oh, this is legit. This is a real company, a real story. Then you come over here and you hit the reviews and you can actually see these, uh, these actual purchases of, of, of reviews all on the same page. And then you hit related products. Like this is, this There's is so much here. Exactly. Oh, scroll down a little bit that green text at the bottom in stock usually ships within nice. you scroll, scroll up a little bit more. It's, it's the end of the description. Oh, of, of the product. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Usually ships within 24 hours. That's really great information. Why is it all the way at the bottom of the page? Right. That move that, that up. <laughs> that's like a benefit that, that should almost go with the free shipping. It's like, not only is it free shipping, but it also ships in 24 hours. Exactly. People love to know, especially in this world of Amazon Prime, we expect to get our, our product or our orders in two business days. So if you're shipping it within 24 hours, even if it's not two-day shipping, that is really great information to know. Well, what would you do? Because like, all right, so this product has 11 reviews, which is like, okay. Uh, I would, you know, based on how much info there is about this, I kind of, it, it is kind of underwhelming to then scroll and be like, oh, 11 reviews. I don't know if you can necessarily control that, but like, what advice would you give me if I was like, Kelly, I don't have that many reviews. I don't want to show them all yet. Like, you know, is there a threshold you should wait to? What, what should you do? I wouldn't show a threshold. I would, I would just show the reviews if you have them. 
I know there are mixed mixed opinions on that, but if you have reviews, any like one person leaving a review is better than zero people leaving a review. If somebody has purchased this item before and I can read how, what their experience was with it, that builds my trust for being able to make a decision about purchasing it. Any any tips for for getting more reviews? Like if you if you are well, well actually just I'm not even going to lead you on this one. Tell me about your process for getting reviews and then what do you do if people don't actually leave reviews? First off, use a reviews app that automatically sends the review requests. If you're using the Shopify product reviews app, for example, they do not. It is a free app. It is worth paying for a reviews app that automatically sends out those review requests for you. People tend to not leave reviews. That's pretty standard. Usually people only consider leaving a review when they have a negative experience. So add it into your post-purchase flow. When you're following up with a customer, you're thanking them for purchasing and then follow up saying, hey, we'd love to hear your experience with the product. It's not going to get everybody signed on to actually leave a review. Um, You could also consider offering an incentive. I have mixed feelings about that as well. It feels a little bit dirty to be like, leave a review and we'll give you 10% off your next order. If it works for you, it works. But if you're constantly discounting your products, you're a discount brand. So, Love it. Um, do you know what Look theme at that. Is? Do you know what theme this, this is? Yes, the theme is called Showtime. Showtime. It's a, it's a good name. Also, the content on here, clearly this has been optimized for SEO because <laughs> these most search tap water contaminants like, I don't know anything about these things, but if I like Google something like, what is a dibromochloromethane? <laughs> I yeah. can come across this. And look, these are all like, these are all clearly like, it's, it's all .com slash pages. And then these are all like sub pages. Yes. On that. Uh, can we just talk about content for a second? Sure, please. Merchants don't spend enough time on content. And it's not just that little description, the introductory text on your site or your product's description. It's this kind of stuff. It is writing blog posts. It's writing informational pages. Yes, it takes time to do it. Yes, it's a bit of a hassle. Yes, you can hire somebody else to write it for you. But please add content to your site. Our most visited pages for our website is not like our portfolio or anything like that for our agency. It's our blog posts. and Every merchant has an opportunity to write a blog. Every merchant has an opportunity to turn something into a blog. And you should absolutely be doing it. And like the power of SEO is people struggle with it because I struggle with it still. Like there's, there's not a lot of short-term, short-term rewards. And oftentimes you need that sale now. You need to hit that number now. However, if you can invest in SEO and create all these pages, what you're going to get in... 12, 18, 24 months is that that post that you now wrote three years ago is still bringing in still relevant free customers to your website. So like it's an investment upfront that's going to pay off, you know, year over year over year. Absolutely. Yes. Big, big fan of writing content. Please do it. Uh, I also, before we went to the product page, this section is great, right? Like having the customer, like basically like, boom, you barely scroll and here's all of these reviews. Absolutely. Yeah, this is this is great. And this is exactly it. So this is actually just a whichever reviews that they're using, it, it creates a slider for them. And you can see that these reviews are specific to a unique product on the store. But you can also use a reviews app that supports store related like store level reviews as opposed to product level reviews. So they're just rating their experience shopping on the store instead. 
Um, but this is what I'm talking about with testimonials. Have them available on your homepage. Love it. Okay. Let's get our, every, everybody, if you're listening at home, everybody's sticking around. They must like this content. Uh, they must like you, Kelly. Okay. Give your grade. Here we go. Look at all those A's. I'm so I, proud. What do you got? I'm giving this an A as well. I think, I think there's always room for improvement, but they have a really, really great setup here. Love it. This is the highest rated. So shout out to you, Epic Water Filters. Um, if your site's looking this good, you don't need, you don't need to be on this call. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You can always get better. That's Please great. stay. <laughs> That's great. Um, even this like payment thing is nice at the bottom. Um, all right. So, so here's the deal. I think there's, I think there's an appetite for a lot of questions. So like we could go into more websites, but I, I really just kind of want to let people at, I want to get to all, a lot of these questions people ask you if you don't mind. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay. Let me lightning around. Let me just pick like a random slide to use as a placeholder. There we go. Perfect. Uh, boom. Okay. Um, all right. This one's from Steve. Cell phones and tables are something we've been using for a while. If we design more forward to the future, like for example, virtual reality, uh, should, should somebody be designing for virtual reality right now? Let's talk not virtual reality. Let's talk augmented reality. Okay. It's a really great opportunity to dig into this new technology. Um, there are a lot of a lot of people who are, are not going to be able to take advantage of it just because their their phones or whatever don't support it. They're using an older version of an iPhone, for example, that doesn't support the technology required for it. It's a really cool experience, though. Um, back at the the Shopify Partners conference last, it would have been last year, I guess, when they they demoed AR, being able to see a baby stroller inside your house and how much space it takes up in the house or how much space it takes up on the sidewalk is the coolest thing. Especially right now at a time when we're all shopping online, we're not going into stores. You want to be able to emulate that in-store experience as much as you can. AR is a really great opportunity to do that. I love it. Uh, would, you, would you do that now? Like, do you think... Do you think having that experience is like a way to set you apart or do you need to nail some of the basic stuffs first? I guess I would be torn. I would nail the basics first. I think these are, these are the kind of gimmicky features that are fun to show off, but make sure you have a, a site that's set up to sell first. Okay. This question is about uh, shipping and pricing. Does it make more sense to build shipping into the price and then not charge shipping at all or to have a threshold calculator to, to increase cart size? Definitely depends on the brand. It depends on your average order value as well. I think if you can build shipping into the price and the, the, the price is not super high compared to what your competitors are, then by all means, charge free shipping or charge free shipping, offer free shipping. Um, I love not paying for shipping and I will try to find every opportunity to get around paying for shipping. I, and it'd be even being in this, this field, I know the, the psychology behind paying for shipping and I am, I am that customer. So I know exactly how customers are thinking in this case. Um, I'm a big fan of, I, I, if you're, if you cannot afford because your margins don't allow you to offer free shipping, then have a free shipping threshold and do it maybe like 20 to 25% over your average order value. Nice. Uh, good advice. Reviews apps. We did that. Uh, testimonials. We did that. Uh, this question from Sophia is subscriptions, a Shopify feature at the moment. It is not, there are going to be native, native subscription support. Eventually it is 
no idea when it's actually going to be coming. So if you want subscriptions, look at recharge, look at bold subscriptions as your two options. There are more in the app store, but honestly, those are the only two that I would recommend. Got it. Uh, Kelly, how do you measure, how do you measure improvement on conversions when you change anything on a store? I want to know how many sales, like how do you know how many sales increase when you change or audit any Shopify store? Great question. That is a really great question. So depending on the change that we're making, first off, see what your baseline values currently are. Look at your average order value. Look at your conversion rate. Look at your conversion rate specifically on mobile devices. Keep all this logged in there. Um, Make whatever changes you need to do. And then you can measure over the next couple of weeks what has changed and see the percent increase. If you want to go a little bit deeper, you could actually do some A-B testing. You can use something like Google Optimize, which is, a, which is completely free, to actually make, make a change on your website that only goes live for, say, 50% of people. And you can have the math behind Google Optimize, the science behind that, actually calculate out which option is actually going to be performing better. So you know whether or not to actually make that change. If you're going to be using something like Google Optimize, keep uh, don't don't try to change too much at once. Otherwise, you're introducing way too many variables, and one thing could be impacting another. What? Well, where do you like? If people want to get started with testing, um, do you have like maybe one or two places that you would recommend most? Like, where should they spend? Like, what what's definitely one area that I could go test? Because I. I think my concern would be like sending people off to go do, to try to test. Everybody wants to test like a tiny little thing here, a tiny little thing on this random page. Where would you start? Those small changes are actually very worth trying, trying out and changing. Um, The more you improve the experience from start from the homepage and work your way to checkout, the more that improves from the homepage the more impact you're going to have on the entire buyer journey. So start on the homepage, then move into you. I guess you can test on the collections page. Um, your homepage and your product page are going to be your two most important ones. And then cart. That's great. Um, all right. Let's see how, how well you know your themes. Uh, I'm currently, this is from Gone in 60 Blinks, who's been the MVP of this uh, session so far. Uh, I'm currently use, utilizing the simple theme. I'm an eyelash and cosmetics company. Are there other themes that you might suggest? So I'm just going to come out and say what my favorite themes are. Go ahead. Because I think that's the easiest way to answer it. I am a big fan of Out of the Sandbox. I love Turbo and I love Flex. I think they provide the most customization for any website to to really make the store experience your own um, without completely overwhelming overwhelming you on the options. Um, I'm also... I have my own Shopify store. I wrote a, I wrote a book. Um, I just sell like an ebook on the Shopify store. I'm using the debut theme. I love it. It's super simple. I love that idea. Sell, sell it on, sell it on Shopify. Oh yeah. I was basically told if I don't sell, if I don't use Shopify to sell my book, I'm going to be shunned. So. <laughs> Shun, shunned by who? The community Shopify? I'm not sure. <laughs> I didn't want to take those chances. All right. Well, maybe you can learn a couple things and then, and then, and then teach people about it anyway. Um, let's see. Someone said, what is SEO? How would you break down what SEO is for uh, somebody? It's a great question. SEO stands for search engine optimization. These are the changes that you're making to your website to impact how you rank on Google, how you rank on search engines. So this is writing your content, writing your titles and meta descriptions for each of your pages. So this is going to be optimizing what shows up on Google when somebody finds your product. 
Um, other things that are going to impact your SEO in a positive way. Make sure you're writing alt text for each of your images. Not only is this good for SEO, but most importantly, it's good for accessibility. So people who are using a screen reader to visit your website, for example, are going to be able to understand what it is that they, will, they, they would be looking at just based on what they're hearing. Um, what else? Time spent on the page, for example. You want to keep people on the page. The way you do that is by writing more content. So I'm going to keep on spinning back to content here. <laughs> I mean, content is everything. Content is a story of your brand, like played out on online, so everyone can can see it. Um, I was just, I was just just trying to steal that because we're working on it. So, deb- is debut the theme that you would use if you're doing a book, or you just like that one? I like it just because it's simple. I think if you're launching one product, uh, the launch theme is also a really great option. <laughs> it's a very appropriately named. Nice. Um, okay. What, what's your best advice? Uh, what's your, what are your best practices for a new brand that can't afford paid apps yet, but want to attract more traffic and sales? This goes back to content to build it, that build that organic audience, build that organic following by posting regularly on social media, wherever your customers are going to be. One of the best ways that your friends and family can support your brand without actually buying anything is to spread the word. It is free for them to do that. So if you feel like you're being a little annoying to your friends being like, Hey, can you share my page? Hey, can you like my page on Facebook? Whatever it might be. Don't worry about it. Just keep on annoying them. You see copywriting. Uh, what role does copywriting play to increase conversion rate for e-commerce stores? Oh, it's everything. We're going back to content, aren't we? Your product description is so very important. Please spend some time writing unique product descriptions for each of your products. This is especially important for those of you who are selling somebody else's products, whether it's a dropshipping store or you're just sourcing products from somebody else. Write your own product descriptions. If you can, take your own product photos as well. Thanks. We got a visitor for our last 10 minutes. It's nap time, um, or it's not nap time anymore. <laughs> it's, it's not nap time anymore. Did you wake up? How come? Oh, Sam woke me up. Sam woke you up? Uh, okay. Um, how, do you, how do you keep customer retention with low margins and can't work on strong discount remarketing email campaigns? Don't worry about discounts. Worry about that relationship with your customers. Keep on t- communicating with them. Keep on telling them more about your brand. Give them an incentive to tell other people about your brand as well. So give them a reason to, in the sense that make them have a really great experience with your, with your brand, with your products to want to tell their friends and family about it. If you can't afford to run expensive retargeting campaigns, look into doing something like an affiliate program. Even if you're offering, uh, you're doing it more in the loyalty sense where people are gaining points that they can then redeem for a product. They're still getting other people to buy the item, which is, again, is going to increase your bottom line. Uh, this question is from Matt. What's the best use of Shopify's free hour of web dev in your opinion? What, what is that? Is that a, is just something you get as a customer? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually something you get as, as a merchant, you can, you can get some free help. Um, Ooh, that's a really good question. If somebody were to come to me and say, I want an hour of your time to improve my site. I think I would optimize the, I probably optimize the product, spend time optimizing the product page first. Make sure that product description is below the add to cart form. Make sure the add to cart form is as easy to use as possible and make sure I'm adding in those trust building factors directly 
around the product form, like the the free shipping notification or whatever you're doing for your returns policy, that kind of information, make it crystal clear front and center near your product form. I think that's what I would spend time doing. How do you deal with Google Analytics? I love Google Analytics and I think everyone should be using it. I think you also should definitely enable enhanced e-commerce on it. Um, When you add your Google Analytics uh, code into the settings, the preferences on your online store section, you get that checkbox to enable enhanced Google, enhanced e-commerce. There's a little informational button next to it that says, how do I do this or something like that. Click on it. It, reads the, it gives you the instructions on enabling it on Google Analytics, Analytics as well because you have to do it in both places. Please do that. The more information you can gather about where your customers are coming from and how they're shopping and where they're dropping off, the more you're going to be able to optimize the shopping experience. And like Google Analytics, I think it, it, it feels intimidating, but like you don't need a PhD in, in anything or be a genius in marketing. Like if it's your business, Google Analytics is going to make a lot of sense, I think. Absolutely. And also, I believe it's on, yeah, Google offers what they call Google Analytics Academy. It can give you the, the basically Google Analytics for beginners. You can do Google Analytics like at, at a more advanced level. All of this information is completely free. So if you want to get a better understanding of how Google Analytics works, uh, definitely check that out. This looks like an urgent question because it just came in with three exclamation points. This is from Daniel. <laughs> I want to follow up with customers who bought in my store. Where do I see the URL of my thank you page after checkout? So I don't think I would worry so much about the the URL of the thank you page. You can follow up with your customers. I would definitely, okay, let me back up. First of all, look at your post-purchase flow. If you don't have a post-purchase flow, now outside of your, your thank you email, that uh, the order confirmation one that comes in, you can use something like Klaviyo to send your emails. You can use Privy. You can use Shopify email if you're looking for a free solution. I think it's free until October. Um, set up a post-purchase flow that says, hey, thank you for buying. I'd love to learn more. Whatever about your experience, what led you to buying today? I'm also a really big fan of... Uh, it's an app by Inquire that's post-purchase. Oh, crap. What is it called? Um, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Uh, but basically, I can I could probably look it up pretty quickly. It, it allows you to ask a question on that order confirmation page. Like, what brought you to the store today? Or what enticed you to buy? Whatever you want to ask. And you can use that information to, uh, I don't know, to better your site. Love it. Kelly, you're awesome. This has been awesome. I want to make sure you have a couple minutes before we jump. But real quick... This is your turn now. Now we get to give Kelly a grade. How was Kelly as a uh, as a, as our featured guest today? I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go A plus. Uh, I think she over delivered. We got triple A plus. A. Wow. I think. I think we might have to. Wow. Okay. This is good. Now we gotta hang up before any other grades. Come <laughs> Kelly, you're awesome. Uh, people can give you a so website. Much. You want people to go and check you out at? Yeah. So you can find me. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is kvlly. Uh, our website, the tap room is the taproom.com. That was a fun domain purchase. Yeah. That's where you can find us. Say more, say more. You have two seconds. Give me the quick story. Oh, okay. Um, I named my company. I, I was sitting at a bar in Copenhagen when I decided on the name of the tap room. And as most ideas, uh, come from drinking a little bit, I decided, Oh, is this domain available? And it was available from a reseller for $2,000 and I bought it. That's great. And that's so, so you weren't like, I'm going to start an agency and I'm going to call it the tap room. You were like, I oh, no, 
I was working as a Shopify expert under my own name first. And then I decided to grow from just me being me doing everything to we're a team of 13 now. So awesome. Best two grand you ever spent. Kelly, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Everybody else, go and check out Kelly. Go and tweet at her and tell her that she's awesome at what she does. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to our podcast, e-commerce marketing show. We're going to post this there. We have a ton of other great content there and we will make sure that we send this out to everyone. Uh, peace from, uh, I'm in Vermont. Kelly's in Atlanta. And uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. We'll see you all later. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.